Hello, and welcome to the second season of the Learn to Mediate online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm the creator of the Learn to Mediate online program, which has helped more than 17,000 professionals to transition their dispute resolution practices online. I'm also the co-founder with legend Forrest Woody Mostyn of the Mostyn Guthrie Academy for Mediation and Collaborative Law Training. As a longtime online mediator myself, I'm passionate about staying on top of the rapidly changing landscape of our profession. That's both technologically as well as in all ways, including training and marketing. So every week I'm gonna have guests and topics that are designed to help you take your practice into the 21st century. So now I invite you to listen to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm going to talk about something that I I really think is probably one of the most important things for those of us who are in the dispute resolution world to be thinking of and preparing for, and that is the advent of the hybrid mediation or the hybrid meeting. It is coming. It is going to, I believe, be the norm as we go into what people are calling the new normal. And it's something that requires forethought and planning ahead. So I'm going to just walk you through what I'm talking about, what you need to be aware of, and then some of the solutions that you can start considering today. So let's get started. And we'll start with What the heck am I talking about when I talk about a hybrid mediation or a hybrid meeting? It's pretty simple. You may already even be doing it. Um, It is where some of the participants are in person, in your conference room, in your office space, and other participants are beaming in virtually. Um, They're coming in via Zoom um, or in a worst case scenario, in my opinion, as you know, I think you need the video. Uh, they'd be coming in telephonically just as a voice. And what's happening as we go, you know, now we are in the inoculation phase for COVID, people are getting the vaccine. Hopefully by the end of 2021, we are going to start seeing a situation where we can open up our office doors again and start meeting with clients in person. I definitely think that's going to happen. Uh, There are people who are going to want to be there in person and going to want to go back to that feeling of the personal touch of being in the same spot when they're going through their conflict resolution. But the difference between what we had in a pre-COVID world and in a post-COVID world is now everyone knows how easy it is to beam in virtually, to attend meetings virtually. So there are going to be 100% certain on this, going to be participants that you will have uh, participants in your mediations or your dispute resolution proceedings who are going to want to attend remotely. They're going to want to zoom in or come in on Modrin or RDO or whatever your platform happens to be. And I think you can absolutely expect this if you are working with corporate clients, insurance companies, they're not going to spend the money that they spent pre-COVID to fly people around, put them up in hotels, pay their stipends, et cetera. 
when they could just have them sitting in an office somewhere and taking the time out of their schedule for a few hours instead of days at a time. Um, and that's just one example. Law firms aren't going to want to fly their attorneys around. It's it's definitely we're going to have people who are in personal injury cases, who are injured, plaintiffs who it's difficult for them to travel. You're going to have people who want to beam in remotely. So one thing that we should be preparing for as dispute resolution professionals is the fact that going into our post-COVID world, we need to be ready to handle those. Now, the first part of handling them is recognizing that there are some difficulties that are going to arise, right? When people, some of the people are sitting at a table with you, and other people are on a screen somewhere, and we'll talk about the different ways they can be on a screen. But let's just talk about that from a psychological perspective, because one of the main precepts of a mediation is the neutrality of the mediator and the fact that everyone's getting a fair shake from that that mediator to put it in the vernacular right that everybody is being heard everyone is is getting their chance to say what they need to say well the reality of a hybrid situation is that when people are in the room with you versus on a screen somewhere, it's very easy for there to be a perception or an actual situation where one the people who are in the room are getting more attention or having the ability to communicate more than the person who is remote. And that can, that can be true because human nature is to turn to the person in the room rather than the, you know, the person on a screen. But even if it's not true, even if you are doing your best to make it that you are spending time, you know, with both parties or with all parties by turning to the people who are virtual versus the people who are in person, virtual the the people who are virtual may also just by reason of being remote feel that they are at a disadvantage and that is something that needs to be taken into consideration ahead of time now i'm speaking about all of this from the voice of experience Um, when i was working um, in Connecticut, in california when i first moved out to california I started co-mediating in person with another family law mediator in San Diego, and I loved working with him. Um, It was a great dynamic to have a male and a female family law uh, mediator in the room. Couples very much enjoyed it. We enjoyed working together. And so when I moved to Chicago, I still wanted to continue to work with my co-mediator. So they had a good setup in that office with a large screen on the wall. And so we had a few mediations where I beamed in as the virtual mediator um, and they would project my picture. They connected the laptop that I I was on Zoom on to that large monitor or TV screen on the wall. Actually, there's kind of one here. For those of you who are watching the video, you can see in the virtual background I have that that's almost what it looked like. And then he would be sitting at the conference table at one end, the opposite end from the television set where my head was floating up there. And the two parties would be sitting on either side of the table. 
I will tell you, we thought it was a great idea. Um, I wanted to really be there. I wanted to be working. But the reality of it was the logistics were odd. So they would put the computer underneath the television set and then they would all sit down at the far end of the conference table. So they had to sit artificially close to the other mediator so that the camera would catch all of them. But they were all showing up in a single video thumbnail because it was all coming through one computer screen, right? It was one camera viewing them. So they were all far away from me and all in one screen, which made their faces very small. Vice versa from that, I was up there on that screen. I always called myself the great and powerful Oz because I was this big floating head on the wall. But even with me being that big floating head on the wall, the dynamic in the room was as the couple were talking, when they had questions, when something was going on, they automatically turned to the mediator who was physically present with them. And I had to actually, you know, inter not interrupt, but I had to bring myself into that room and it was became a part of the mediation that I was constantly having to interject into the mediation. I was it was much harder to have that interplay. Now this was pre-COVID and there are definitely things that we could have done and should have done to make it easier. I'm not even talking about the audio issues. I'll talk about those in a little while. But I use that example for you because we had the best of intentions. We did put forethought into it. We had that screen all set up. We really thought we were going to, you know, have something here that was going to be a great model. And it just doesn't work that well. And it made me very aware of the dynamic where people were remote. Vice versa, when you have everyone remote, right, and we're all on a screen, there's an equality to that. We're all looking at each other at the same time, um, and everyone's in the same in the same level of remoteness from the proceeding. And if any of you who are listening are advocates and you've participated in mediations and you've had your clients come to your office, you may also have noticed this dynamic because there's a certain level of awkwardness when two participants are in the same place. You, if, you're, if you're on the same computer, you've got to be leaning into the camera or into the, the viewfinder or the viewing area of that camera, or you've got to be working off two separate computers. So the reality of a hybrid meeting or a hybrid mediation is that, yes, there are going to be ways to handle it, but it is not something that you are going to set up overnight. Um, definitely technology and the tech companies are shifting to this. They know it's coming. They know it's frankly going to be the norm as we go forward into the world. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode because the technology is rapidly changing um, and improving and coming down in cost, thank God, so that we are going to be able to set up solutions, tech solutions, to take care of some of these issues for us. The key to all of this is that you, the mediator, need to plan ahead. It's just like when you shifted to online and you had to think about how things were going to happen in this new virtual proceeding. Well, now you also have to think about how you're going to balance things, how you're going to be set up, what equipment you might need as you go into a hybrid mediation. So this, 
the, the probably lowest tech solution would be to be sure that every participant, even the ones in person, are all on a laptop so that every participant in the room, although they would be looking at each other over the top of the laptop, the laptop would be there so that the remote participants get one face for each person, one video thumbnail, so that when they're looking at everyone, they still get to see every participant, as opposed to what I described, where I was the head on the wall and everybody was sitting down at the end of this uh, conference table jammed together and they were oh so far away from me tiny little faces on one screen so you could set that up with everybody on a laptop all going into the same meeting um, you would not want to have sound you don't want to do audio through that because if any of you have had audio going with somebody else having audio going in a meeting you know that delightful screeching noise that you get so they would not join audibly they would, you will, we'll talk about how to handle the audio in a second, but you would want everyone to have that visual. You would also need something along the lines of a large screen like this on the wall, or everybody can be looking at their computer screen um, to be looking at the remote participants. So it's as much as that they need to see you, but you need to be able to see them. Um, in fact, many people put up two large screens because that way they can have participants on one large screen and they can have um, documents or share screen or something like that on the second screen. Um, and then you are going to want to have microphones and headsets. It probably works best um, rather than one speakerphone in the middle of a table. It's probably going to work best if everyone is on a headset um, so that you don't get that that sort of noise. Or if you're going to work off of speakerphones, you're going to wa want to have enough of them that the audio is picked up clearly for those people who are remote, depending on how many people you have and so that people can also hear well in the room when the people who are remote are talking. Now, even with that setup, I want you to realize something. Breakout rooms are still going to be an issue, right? Because now when you want to caucus with one set of people, but you've got people in person, you are actually, if you've got this, this tech set up in one conference room, Instead of you moving between conference rooms, it's much more likely you're going to be moving people in and out of that conference room. You can always put the people who are remote on the screen. If you don't want them in that particular meeting, in that caucus, you would move them off to a breakout room because you can do that virtually. But your physical people are going to have to get out of the room. So there's an awkwardness that's created in that setting. Something else to be considering how you're going to handle that. There may be no way to get around it, but the best way to handle that is to warn people about how that's going to happen, how you're going to play that out beforehand in your pre-mediation. You've elected to have a hybrid mediation. Please understand that due to technology, 
when we caucus, this is going to be how it will happen. We will we will take the parties who are not a part of the current caucus and show you two separate conference rooms or whatever that might be. But you're going and they may need tech setups in there if they've got some of their participants remote. So you can see now we're starting to get a little more complicated. So that is how you can set up and basically not spend much on, uh, on your tech. You could make sure and make it a requirement that everyone bring a, their own laptop, that they be prepared to go. You're still going to run into issues with that, I'll be frank. There are new video suite technologies that basically can be set up in different size conference rooms, all the way from a pretty small conference room, all the way up to actually large like auditoriums um, that are coming out. And in fact, I attended a fantastic fireside chat with Eric Yuan, the CEO of Zoom, and Bracken Daryl, the CEO of Logitech, um, about two weeks ago. And I got very excited at that meeting because uh, Logitech, who I'm, many of you are probably sitting there, I'm filming this on a Logitech camera. Um, I have my Logitech mouse here. I mean, Logitech has already made our lives so much easier. Well, Logitech knew hybrid meetings were coming and they've been prepping for it. And what they announced in that meeting two weeks ago is something called their Rally Bar Solutions. And there's two levers, there's Rally Bar, there's Rally Bar Plus, and then there's something called Roommate, and that's the, for the largest room. But for those of you who are solos or who are working in a smaller conference room, you can do the smallest of the Rally Bar solutions, and I believe the technology is about $2,000, um, which puts it into that realm. If you are going to be doing hybrid meetings, uh, it's probably something to consider or find something that someone else is putting out um, this, uh, you know, as we go into this, I do think that the technology will continue to evolve and the prices will fall. But those who jump on this bandwagon ahead of time and who are set up, I do think have a significant advantage. And if you are doing multi-party, high, um, high value mediations to spend $2,000 to get set up, you know, might not be a significant cost to be at the cutting edge of where our profession is going. Um, so basically what a rally bar solution is, is a, it is a series of cameras that are going to get set up. They are voice activated so that the cameras, rather than everyone having to be on a laptop, the cameras are going to catch all the participants in the room when they're speaking, when they're moving, they're motion censored. And then there's going to be a series of both microphones in the room set up in different locations as well as speakers. So that, and then you, everything gets beamed up onto a large screen along the lines of this. And again, best practice would be to have two large screens. So you can have your participants on one screen and you can have your screen share on the other screen. But the beauty of this is now instead of people sitting at a table looking down at the computer to see people looking up and talking to the other people, you just have everyone sitting. You may even do a half moon table or you know have everyone seated looking toward the television and everyone's just sort of sitting in a room 
very close to the feeling as if you were all sitting around the table. The pictures on the screen still are done in the format of thumbnails. If you can see the video here, you see I'm making little boxes. That will look very similar to what you see on a Zoom screen meeting now. And then the other people in the room can be sitting at the table. But the visual feel and experience is going to be much more as if everyone's in that same room. It's really quite fascinating and amazing what they've been able to do. Now, the other thing to consider is if you, you know, you don't have the funds or do not want to invest in that technology, the next big thing in suites like the Regus suites or, you know, where you can go and rent uh, conference space is going to rent virtual suites. So the other thing for some of you to be looking for if you do not want to invest in the technology in your own space would be to find a suitable place nearby that is renting by the day, by the hour, by the half day, whatever you just as you used to probably go and rent extra conference rooms. Um, you'll be wanting to rent virtual suites. So you're going to want to know ahead of time where they are, how much lead time um, that you will need in order to book them, what the cost is so that you can build that into your pricing, um, how, you know, how that's all going to work so that you have it ahead of time. But that is definitely something, trust me, that the businesses out there are going to start getting ready. And in fact, they have done. Um, if you are a uh, client, if you're looking for um, somebody who is ready to go and handle uh, a hybrid mediation or arbitration or trial, there are, I know AAA has already instituted virtual suites, I believe in their New York office. My friend and colleague, Jeff Zeno, has been overseeing that project. And as he said, I think he, I'm going to quote you, Jeff, if you're out there hearing this, uh, he said it's pretty cool, <laughs> right? It is. It's pretty fascinating what they can do. And it takes a lot, you know, it does take a little where all the cameras are going to be. And the fact is you don't want just the people who are speaking because you want to see the reaction on the faces of the people who are being spoken to. So you really want to be able to see all the faces. So camera placement's really important. I know he's been overseeing that major job, but this is a good example of AAA being on the forefront and being ready to handle these before anyone's even really thinking about the necessity of this. I have another friend and colleague, Randy Kessler, famed divorce attorney, celebrity divorce attorney down in Atlanta. And when I interviewed him for my divorce podcast, he mentioned to me, this was earlier in COVID, and he mentioned to me they had just signed a lease in their beautiful building in Atlanta for more office space, a significantly greater amount of, of square footage in their office space. And then, of course, the world went remote. And so Randy, I, I give him huge props because he was way ahead of the curve. They shifted from making that space um office space and they turned it into a virtual courtroom and virtual meeting room. So they've had that in place. They're ready to do hearings out of their office space. They're ready to do mediations, arbitrations. They're ready. 
Um, so if you're a law firm or you're working in a law firm or you are in the dispute resolution section of a firm or you are in a dispute resolution firm, uh, you know, like Miles Mediation, I bet they're going to be doing something if you're out there. Uh, Miles Mediation, I bet you guys have something in the plans for all this. This is the type of thing that big and small mediators and practitioners need to be thinking about. It will be the wave of the future. And honestly, it's going to make, just as many of us have realized that online and virtual mediations and dispute resolution proceedings have a lot of benefits, they will continue. It's those benefits that people want to continue into the future. But there's a big difference between a 100% virtual proceeding and a hybrid proceeding. And I hope you've sort of picked up some of that nuance in this episode. So be sure to think ahead about how you in your practice are going to handle hybrid mediations and meetings because they are the future. I'll see you again next week. Thanks, everyone. hope you enjoyed today's episode and found it helpful. If you did, please consider leaving a review so that others can find the show as well. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to do so through learnedmediateonline.com or mostinguthrie.com. And I'll see you next week.